What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cold Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with the guys from The Picture Books. Their recent album, The Hands of Time, is out now on Century Media Records. Check it out. And the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast welcomes in Philip and Finn, The Picture Books. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing pretty good. And uh, where am I uh, speaking to you guys from today? Or where are you speaking to me from? <laughs> uh, we're uh, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, somewhere between the woods and endless fields of Germany in our studio. Um which is kind of where we uh, are right now to do social distancing. <laughs> We're in a very lucky position here and very grateful for that, that we can uh, spend this time um, here in our studio and um, uh, you know concentrate on working on new, new songs for a new album and um, the other thing that we love doing is build bikes and stuff. So that is, when we're not here in the studio, we go next door into the garage and build choppers. <laughs> so I don't know. It could be a lot worse, I believe. That's amazing. Um, obviously, I want to talk a lot about music. I want to talk about the hands of time. I'm excited to hear about new stuff. But obviously, first right. and foremost, I deeply and sincerely hope that you guys, your friends, your families, everyone is safe. No one is sick or no one has gotten sick. I hope you guys are well. really good over here and um we're in a very lucky position uh, uh uh to be in a country that is supporting bands you know uh we we get financial support and stuff and and, and that seem to kind of have this whole thing kind of under control so uh we're doing pretty good we we're riding motorcycles every day we're, we're making music so like i said it could be a lot worse and and family and everyone is safe and and, and healthy so yeah very, very thankful for that. Thank goodness. Uh, I do have a feeling that Europe is going to open up a little more for just society as well as the music business before, let's say, America. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know, man. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, I guess we all have to just kind of wing it and, and see what happens. Indeed, indeed. So you guys are working on new music, but the hands of time is less than a year old. So obviously the down, the, I don't want to say downtime because there's never really downtime in this business, but obviously the isolation no. time has helped you uh, work on new stuff. Were you already writing another new album? Um, we're always, we're always writing even on the road. And uh, uh, I think we're starting to work on the next album as soon as the masters come in from, from the album that we've just done, you know, when the hands of time was over, we never really stopped writing. And um, we were kind of surprised when we came uh, uh, from this tour that got postponed and everything out of nowhere. Uh, we came back home and went to the studio immediately and kind of looked what happened during the time. And we're kind of surprised that there was a lot of songs song, songs already uh, recorded, actually, and, and, and pretty far, like almost yeah. done. And, and we were kind of like high-fiving each other going yeah we got a half album half album already <laughs> but obviously uh, uh i don't know uh it's kind of inspiring crazy times right now so uh it's it's funny to see how many songs we've written ever since uh, uh we came back home and it doesn't seem to stop there's like new ideas and, and new stuff happening every day that we're trying to get on on tape and yeah we're enjoying this 
That's awesome to hear and uh, great that you have the ability to not just be prolific, but to you know honor that creative spark when you have it. Because I think there's probably a lot of bands that can't, they don't have opportunity as well as the creativity and you guys have both. So that's cool. You're right about that. And, 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 and the other thing though is nowadays, I think especially nowadays, this is something that everyone can do with, with freaking I don't know, stuff on your phone. I mean, it's crazy. You can record a whole album on your phone. It's, it's always a matter of, I guess, motivation. And, and obviously that shit doesn't grow on trees. So, <laughs> so you have to force yourself to do that. And I think having the studio here is is a definitely a plus because the stuff that we, the ideas that we have, we can directly professionally record them rather than have them you know record them on an ipad and do like a pre-production kind of thing yeah you're right very cool uh, i gotta give a, a side shout out to all the music companies like fender and korg and moog who uh, like let people use their apps for free and take guitar lessons like now's the time if you ever wanted to learn a foreign language or pick up that guitar piano or drums go to it yes <laughs> True, true. Like I said, motivation doesn't grow in trees. Go out there, show up for yourself, and, and make shit happen. Yeah, hopefully we'll all come out of this uh, period of time a little more, uh, you know, less worse for wear and hopefully more experienced and talented. Yeah, why? Yeah, I don't see the reason why this shouldn't happen. <laughs> it seems like everybody's wishing for that. So let's do it. It's up to us, isn't it? It's in our hands. Indeed. Uh, so to talk for a little bit about the Hands of Time, and obviously you're already working on the next thing, but uh, I felt like Hands of Time was really like a, pe uh, a peak for you guys, uh, and I'm excited to see where you go from you know from there. But if you had to compare the new material to the last record, are they similar? Is there new stuff you're working on? Obviously, we can't hear it, but uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. We can talk about it. We don't want to talk about it too much because we don't <laughs> want to give away too much. Sure. Um, we're always up for anything new, you know. We're always we're not a we're not the kind of band that uh, um, is scared to try something new. At the same time, experimenting experimenting too much can be kind of bad too, because uh, sometimes you end up making a really cool idea uh, of you you put too much in it, you know freaking make overdubs like crazy and throw freaking synthesizers on top of that and then triple the vocals and, and I don't know how many times you're playing the guitar and put them to the left and the right and all that stuff going on and, and at some point you're just making too much and it just ends up into this like I don't know orchestra of bullshit and uh, nobody needs that sometimes less is more so what we're really concentrating on and, and that's something that we've learned over the years is to really um, I don't know concentrate on the real good stuff when it's good, it's good. It's it's you can sing a song, a good song a cappella, and and you will hear the the potential of of the song when it's a good song. But sometimes we catch we catch ourselves in a situation where we've been like working on a song for days, or sometimes even weeks, and it, sometimes it's just you get to the point where you have to be. I don't know, where you have to let that song go and be like, all right, it just doesn't happen. It's just not happening with this song. And so we're always trying, we're always in between this process. And um, for some reason, or not for some reason, I'm sure we have learned that finally, 
And it seems like that with this album now, all that process of writing a song is a lot faster because we really know what we don't want. And uh, I think that is something that is real important to, for bands to understand what you don't want and be open for the rest. And because, uh, you know, sometimes you get caught up thinking about all the stuff, how you want to sound and where you want to be and blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, it's sometimes hard to fulfill these kind of dreams that you have. So we're always open for whatever could happen. But we're really we really know what we don't want to happen. Well said. Uh, I wonder if, uh, you know, you guys are such great live performers, if that's also kind of obviously factors into you know, if you over-orchestrate something, you guys are so good live and uh, so compelling when you play together. Uh, I wonder if you sort of overdo it in the studio, you know, you have to take a different approach when you play live. <clears throat> well, thanks first. Um, there is a different approach live um, in, in, in terms of You never know what's going to happen. You know, we play really, really, really small bars, but we also play really, really big festivals on huge stages. And and uh, so that is a thing that we always have to kind of wing and, and see what's going on today. And it has always been for us this way. So, uh, you know, like so different every night that our shows are very spontaneous and, and, and we're really good at that for some reason. We just understand each other very, very well uh, in live and musically. And it's just something we don't even have to look at each other to know what is going to happen next. So there's a lot of improvisation going on live and, and we're really open for this kind of stuff when we go on tour and, and, and hit the stage where in, in the studio, you can only improvise so much Uh, obviously you can and we do sometimes even a whole song like lyrics for a song end up being a first take of an improvisation that I did or even Philip or something like that so um, yeah I guess it, the different approach is just that we're a lot more open to maybe change the whole song <laughs> sometimes you know stuff happened that where philip forgot the beat and or played the a beat to a different song or remember this time on the on the last tour i picked the wrong guitar and it was in a oh, different yeah. tuning and we just kind of played a completely new song it just and it worked out you know it, it just you know we're good at that for some reason nice a happy accident becomes a, a, a plus um it all It always does. With the right intention, you can always make an, a, a mistake or an accident, something cool. The audience really doesn't know anyway. Like, we really don't know. No, are they just messing around tonight? I don't know. They're improvising. Cool. <laughs> It's rock and roll. <laughs> It is rock and roll. It needs, and, you know, that's the thing that I love about the band is that you guys have that, like, really visceral rock and roll danger like real it translates to an audience i've seen you guys up close at a little place and i've seen you in a big theater uh opening you know for different kinds of bands heavy metal progressive rock other kinds of you know there's really no band like you guys and so i love that you can play with anybody and that that energy translates to the fans from you right yeah i'm glad you see it that way <laughs> but we gotta we feel like uh, from our perspective even audience wise It's rad how people from from different parts, from different scenes, from different, I don't know, parts of the world and whatnot. It, it, it's crazy how everyone kind of, on our shows at least, kind of comes together and, and seems to agree 
on 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 us. You know, it's it's crazy. You have freaking metal hats next to cowboys, next to hip hoppers, next to I don't know indie guys and bikers and whatnot. And everyone seems to agree on us at nights when we go go out and play. That is a really cool feeling, and and gives us a good feeling when we go to bed. Very cool. Uh, one other thing, I'll just uh, end the conversation about the live stuff here, which is I do appreciate how invested you are in meeting your fans and spending a lot of time with them. Uh, I feel like as we, you know, the problem is the digital age makes music very available, but then we don't have as much, you know, access to bands anymore. And so I love that you guys, I've seen you spend like an hour at the merch table, just signing everything, talking to everyone, thanking everyone. Like, it's pretty amazing after you performed, you got to be tired. And uh, I appreciate that a lot. It is something that we love to do, though. And um, I I, me personally, I don't understand how you don't, how, how other people don't want to do it. Obviously, sometimes there's nights where you're a little sick or really, really tired. And at first you're going, oh man, I can't do it right now. But then when you do it, it's, it's the best feeling ever. It's so much better than to go into an empty backstage and, 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 and be by yourself and and i don't know this is probably one of the saddest places you can end up after a rock and roll show especially like a, a show a picture book show so i'd much rather be with with the people that we that just had a good time with me and that gave me all that or us all that energy back you know then when the audience gives you all that power back that's even cooler so at the end it's just a really good feeling having those people around you hugging you and, and, and telling you what they liked or what they don't like and, 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 uh, have a beer or two with them. And, and I mean, those motherfuckers freaking make, 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 make it happen for us. If, 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 if they're not out there going to our shows, helping us out, supporting us at the March, we couldn't be doing what we're doing. So we just want to give that, give us much bag as we can. And, for a bunch of bands, this may be not the coolest thing to do, and they play it cool and don't play an encore and all that shit, but we're just we're just not that way. We're just, I don't know, that's not in the cards for us. Um, we, didn't work, uh, we didn't work our asses off all these years to now, you know, pretend like we don't care. So uncool when bands act like they don't care or they're too cool to care. Ugh, the worst. Because um, they care, they have to. If they don't yeah. care, they wouldn't be doing it anymore. Yeah, you know, we're, the fans, everyone in the industry, especially in times like these, if you're not doing it for the passion or for the love, you're not doing it for the money. Nobody is. There's no money in here. I mean, a little bit, but and maybe a little bit enough to somehow make a living. So. Don't pretend like you don't care or you just do it for the money or whatever. Everyone that is in here or listening to this podcast right now is passionate for music or for art. And, and that's cool. Let's not play freaking hide and seek here. Let's just enjoy it while it lasts. I mean, in a time like this, especially, we all, I guess, feel the need and the urge and the importance of music and, and concerts and all any other cultural stuff that you like art shows museums and whatnot and you know i mean appreciate it while it's there because you know there might be a new pandemic coming up coming up real soon and 
we won't be seeing bands for another year. Oh, I hope not. I have no life outside of shows. So for me, I don't, you know, I can't get on a chopper and ride around. I go to shows. That's what I do with my life. And uh, although I love hearing about, we're going to talk about bikes in a second. But uh, yeah, I really hope that we get it back sooner than that. But it also is possible we won't. And obviously with, uh, speaking of that, with some tours that you guys had a lot of touring booked this year already, probably not going to happen. We haven't heard yet officially, but I'm guessing not or to be rescheduled. Um, so there's a good chance that this record you're working on is going to get finished before you get back out on the road. Um, yeah, I mean, we're pretty far and, and I mean, we try not to have a deadline here. Um, some people need a deadline to be creative and stuff. We're the kind of people that work a lot better when we don't have one and just kind of take it to, to weeks of working on a simple idea and stuff. We love doing that. I think uh, that's the most fun in art and in music. Um, yeah, let's just hope it's not going to take that much longer till they open up. And I mean, we can, that's the cool thing about this studio here because we can always come back here and record even if we're touring, you know, especially in summer. Usually it's just festivals on the weekends and we're free in the, like during the week from Monday to like Thursday or something. We usually spend that time here in the studio and then play the festivals on the weekend, which is, I guess, the coolest thing ever. Totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling, uh, that loss, the festival loss here, we've canceled the few that we have. And, uh, I obviously saw a lot of the other ones getting canceled out there, but this gives you more time to work on music. And I'm super excited to talk about bikes with you guys. Um, I know a lot of people have probably asked you, you know, when did you pick up a guitar or drumsticks? But I want to know when your fascination with choppers began. When did you start working on them and as well as riding them? Well, I guess it didn't even start with choppers. I mean, there was always a love for choppers. You know, we as a child, you just think they're cool and stuff. And, and, and people in the family ridden motorcycles and stuff. And, and I always thought it was cool. I think the same thing with you. Uh, I, I know your uncle. Yeah. You used to have Harley. Harley, yeah. yeah so we, we were kind of around bikers and stuff, but, um, it all started for us with like Vespas, you know, like scooters. Uh, we were too young to ride, uh, uh, big motorcycles and stuff. So we started with like scooters and, this was actually the funnest times ever, just going out skating on Vespas and uh, riding them way too far and uh, because there's like a cool ramp, like I don't know how far away we, we rode those guys. And they're really, you know, slow, and, and but it was fun. And then at some point you're like, man, I need a little bigger bike. And it at that time, Philip and I really got into like choppers. And we all, I remember just pretending, we were both pretending on the Vespas to ride choppers. And, and, and it must have looked so funny because we're like pretending to be those like badass biker guys on these like really ugly scooters. And um, so, yeah, it just kind of started with like Yamahas, you know, like Japanese bikes uh, that we get really cheap over here in Europe and um, just kind of customize them and completely change them from a stock bike to I guess a chopper and um we the thing that we always did was let's make this bike look like a Harley Davidson and at some point we were over making bikes look like a Harley Davidson at some point we needed a Harley Davidson and uh so we started 
uh, uh, buying like really old stuff, like old Harley stuff, like, and then build out of all these like swap meet finds and whatnot, build a bike out of them, and uh, to because <laughs> we didn't want to spend too much money on it. And then there was Harley Davidsons, and now we have a ton load of Harley Davidsons in our garage to the point where the company Harley Davidson got into the band and is supporting us like crazy and gives us bikes and we play their shows like they have like Harley Davidson shows and we headline there and it's just a really cool community to be around with and that supports the bands like crazy and and uh, I don't know where we would be without them. That's amazing. Harley Davidson is like an iconic brand and it's awesome that they still have kind of a a hand in the, you know, the culture today that they want to work with you. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that was for us especially kind of crazy when that when they gave us a call and kind of told us that they love our bikes and if it would be possible to make an old school chopper like we ride and the ones that we build and kind of make that with a brand new engine and we said yes, but we didn't know how crazy those new bikes are. They, I mean, they're computers. They have freaking USB cables in them and uh, so – the bikes arrived here and we're like, shit, we need help. And then we, with a little help from uh, Europeans' biggest Harley dealer, who's, who are very good friends of ours, they're called Thunderbike. Um, we built two really cool old school choppers, but out, you know, with a brand new Harley Davidson engine and, and frame. And that was a lot of fun. That was a cool project. Awesome, man. Please, please more press photos of the two of you on your bikes. Uh, we need that. We need that <laughs> badassery back into rock, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I, I think. We'll yeah, I think about all the bands that actually ride, and I think about like John. You know, across all of music and heavy music, right? Like, you know, whether it's Rob Halford or John Schaefer of Iced Earth or you guys, it's like there's definitely something. It adds a little something to you, like uh, yeah. to the mystique of the brand of the band. You know, like oh, we also are legitimately like in the culture. We're not just taking a photo on a bike. This is my bike. Like, I love that, man. Yeah, yeah. A lot of bands pretend to be and then, or, you know, like almost like a, like a fashion shoe would have a bike in there. But yeah, for us, we're actually, we're, we're bikers, you know, we ride and build bikes. So it is a different thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you see it that way. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and yeah. Years ago, rode down to uh, Portugal on the bikes to play a show. So it was quite a ride. Yeah. Quite fun. Do you sleep out under the stars with a bedroll or? Hell yeah, 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 yeah. We we had it was two weeks of riding all over Europe, like all over Europe. We're up north, and so Portugal is the farther furthest you can go south. And um, it was in Lisbon, and yeah, we rode those guys down there. And uh, Pops was in the van in the back with all the equipment, and and Philip and I in the front on the bikes. Uh, it was the best time ever. Just camp out you know bonfire make some freaking curry and whatnot we did some really good food on that trip and and uh, uh the cool thing was at some point you're just kind of by the ocean the whole time and it was it was a crazy ride and then we arrived in at the festival and um that was right by the beach too and played there in front of i don't know what was it nine thousand or something people oh. and it was just freaking crazy. And then, I don't know, 
yeah, we do. We try to do this as much as possible because we're playing 200 shows a year, you know. So there's not a lot of time for bikes or skateboarding. So we always try to combine it as much as possible. Awesome. Maybe that'll be the next endorsement. We'll get you guys some some new decks and uh, <laughs> some. Well, we have pictures boards uh, yeah of course so. <laughs> well new some new ones for the new when the new record is ready with some new artwork or new tours yeah uh, we will definitely have that nice uh hey uh you know philip and finn thank you so much for spending some time with me i really appreciate that you know you taking the time out for this interview um i'm yep. glad you guys are staying engaged and busy and productive and creative during this really hard time for the whole world and uh, we look forward to more new music and more tours from you Hell yeah. Thank you so, so much. Everyone out there, be safe, be healthy, stay positive, and go vegan. <laughs> good call. Thanks for hanging with Ghost Cult. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Have a good one. Take care. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also, check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.